You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little help setting everything up. Like us at Into Tomorrow, you may want a company who's there when you need them who actually picks up the phone when you call. Well, that's Blueberry Podcasting. Call 1-877-729-8642 or go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. Welcome into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. It's Into Tomorrow for the weekend of Friday, March 12th, 2021, during our 26th year on the air. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you in advance for calling in. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And we've got folks gathered round to help you solve your digital dilemmas. More of our team, like Nosomi in Hialeah Gardens and Erasmo in South Beach and Beth in Naples and Kim in Coconut Creek and Horatio in New York City. We're scattered all over the place, even Julio in the control room on the other side of that glass. And glad to have you tuned into tomorrow. I mentioned even happier when you call in and participate on the program. How does one best do that to join us anytime, 24-7? With the message to studio option in the free Into Tomorrow app. It's available on both Apple and Google devices. Oh, I have that app. You do? Uh, So do I. Oh, good. Well, you can use it to message the studio and it'll sound like you're right here. No, because (laughs) my current laryngitical voice, they'll say, who's this? Pretending to be Dave. But I am Dave. And it's getting better. I mean, if you've listened to me the last over the last two months, I've gone from virtually nothing and just painful trying to speak to almost having my voice back, still cracking. Yeah, it was a nice quiet month here. The last <laughs> month, <laughs> cute. Well, and of course, doctors' orders don't speak unless you have to in the studio. Good luck with that. Yeah, that hadn't worked out well. But, Although I've been much quieter around the office. True. I I do messaging for everything but back to how to participate on the show oh uh, i did ask that question to use the the message to studio option in the app which will allow you to record a, a, a question a comment a listener helping listener which we like to call it or you're helping somebody else with a question they've had or you want to tech share raise. Some, some tech raids with us Ooh. or you or, just want to say hi or well yeah but just saying hi doesn't well, usually doesn't get qualify you, on the you air. for a prize but you can still say hi okay but maybe somebody wants to just share their favorite app these days and why it's a favorite app those are fun calls, too, and it turns other people on to things they may not know about. Yeah. We're all about turning people on. Yeah. Or you could uh, participate the old-fashioned way. You can pick up the phone and dial those digits, 800-899-4686. Thanks for those digits. Yes, it's 800-899-INTO. All right. Some tech news and commentary, and then back to your calls, like Georgia in Georgia. Standing by. How about that? I just noticed that. Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg is featured in The Information, advocating for the future use of smart glasses that, get this, he believes could help mitigate climate change challenges by reducing the need for you to travel. Right. Mm -hmm. Zuckerberg actually said that people could use the technology to virtually attend in-person meetings, okay, and ultimately eliminate commutes, okay. So I guess that he and his wife will stop vacationing all around the world and just do it 
virtually yeah, because he wants to solve climate change. That's the thing, because I've always wanted to visit Greece, but I'm not going to put a pair of AR goggles or something on and say, oh, that's the same thing as going there. You sure. You walk <laughs> around the Acropolis and stuff. Yeah. And I, I would first look at it and tell you if it was as when I was there, if it pretty much is the same. Yeah, but you, you really got in the beginning. <laughs> Funny. Uh, yeah, I helped build it. <laughs> um, but if you're not tripping over stones, it's just not the same thing. And then you don't want to be falling in your living room because you're on the you're at the top of the Acropolis and looking out over Athens and stuff and how nice it is. So I don't recommend that either. It might be cool if you want to watch some videos and then at least determine where you want to visit. But for Zuckerberg to suggest that you do that instead of visiting places you want to see around the world, I think is stupid. Yeah. Well, because where are the goggles going to come from? Oculus. Who, oh, who owns Oculus? Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who makes all their money from Facebook? Zuckerberg. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the product for Facebook? You. Yeah. <laughs> so that just goes to show typical scenario. Yeah. More than half a million people have signed up to a newly launched service called Dr. B in an attempt to snag a COVID-19 vaccine. Dr. Beware. Yes, um, and reduce the number of doses that might end up in the trash. Led by ZocDoc founder Cyrus Masomi, Dr. B is a website that aims to function as a kind of emergency alert system for thawed coronavirus vaccines, which typically need to be injected within six hours of being thawed. Missed appointments have become an unusually vital issue for the vaccine. Now, Masomi uh, estimates as much as 20 to 30 percent of vaccine appointments are missed, leaving a thawed vaccination dose that must be used within six hours or be permanently lost. Wow. Dr. B is designed to serve as a kind of standby list for those situations, giving providers an easy way to summon willing patients in a matter of hours. Now, when a provider ends up with a thawed dose that they need to, to give, Dr. B sends out text messages to participants in nearby zip codes, prioritizing them according to the state health department's tier list. Now, once texted, a participant has 15 minutes to confirm that they can get to the provider, then two hours to reach the location and get their shot. Wow. I mean, I think that's great because we've heard about places all over the country, certainly here in South Florida, where they've had to throw some stuff away because they used up. Everybody that was in line used them up. <laughs> They've given shots to everybody that was waiting, and they thawed too much. And that's, yeah, that's got to be a problem. Happens now is if people miss their appointments, they don't show up. They end up usually most of these places have like a waiting line. They yeah. usually will start giving them out to that or giving them to staff members, but then they still have some left over. They can yeah. throw them away or they can use a service like this to try to get people in. Dr. B. Yes. Look for that app and let's not waste any uh, more vaccination stuff. That's important. Facebook has launched a campaign attacking Apple for an upcoming privacy feature that the social media company argues will hurt small businesses. Google's plans to group users by interest without personal details pleases Facebook more, but advocacy, or rather privacy advocates, are very less impressed. I mean, come on. Nobody's impressed with Facebook and Google or Apple or anybody else trying to say, oh, we're going to help keep things private for you. Because we know that's nonsense. Yeah. That, that's how they make their money, is making sure that our information gets out. Yeah, well, And speaking of 
T-Mobile will soon put a new privacy policy into effect that will allow it to share certain kinds of customer information with third-party advertisers. It will allow it to do that? Yes. Nice. Basically, they're allowing themselves to do that. Right. Um, starting on April 26th, all customers will be automatically opted in to the new program. Customers who don't want to participate will need to manually opt out using their account's privacy tools. So if you're a T-Mobile customer, listen up. Yeah, this you're is something- automatically in to their sharing your information yeah. unless you opt out. And this is something that as soon as this news break, you and I both logged into our yes. T-Mobile accounts and we, we opted out. Exactly. Can we make sure and put that info on this week's show page at intotomorrow.com? Look for our two. And in the first segment, we'll have talked about it. Make sure we have, have H and his team at it because let's just provide the link directly where you got to sign into your T-Mobile account. Yeah. But then there's a link where you can simply click two buttons turn off their ability to share your information. And we highly recommend it to all T-Mobile users. But guess what? It's not just T-Mobile. Yeah, the policy is no different than AT&T or Verizon's. Mm. Now, it is an about-face for former Sprint customers, however, because, of course, T-Mobile recently acquired Sprint. Right. Now, T-Mobile acknowledges in its announcement that the policy change that Sprint offered um, a similar opt-in service rather than an opt-out one. But they're making all the former Sprint customers automatically be in it yes unless you get out of correct. it. correct oh my gosh vesta the code name for amazon's home robot is reportedly in the final stages of development so you've been wanting a home robot no the company is said to be approaching the rollout cautiously and is reportedly considering an invite only product launch similar to its fitness band halo so don't expect you can just run out and buy yourself a vesta good <laughs> the last thing I need is another Amazon device in my house. I know, taking over. Uh-huh. I wonder, though, if, if you can ask Vesta to go get you a beer. Oh. I don't know if it has arms or anything. That might be the deal maker. Okay. All right. Well, you might have to trade in your other Amazon trinkets in order to pay for this. Yeah. Yeah. But it could be interesting. Well, let me know if you get an um, invite, because it's an invite only initially. That'd be interesting. See, The next time you're browsing through your Twitter timeline on your phone, you might notice a small but impactful change to how the service handles images. With a small subset of iOS and Android users, Twitter has started testing full-size picture previews, allowing users to see timeline images in their original aspect ratio. Now, before starting the test, Twitter cropped all non-16 by 9 images to maintain uniformity on your timeline. So this change will make it so that you don't have to tap on an image to see it in its entirety. Now, of course, Twitter hasn't said when or even if the cropping change will make it to all users. Yeah, so you might luck out or not. Yeah. It's hurry up and wait. Uh-huh. Yeah, typical. The companion dog training smart device uses sensors and artificial intelligence to study a pup's movement and then reinforces good habits. The platform also offers companion coaches, human trainers who offer tailored video sessions with dog owners. So if you're having some difficulty training your puppy, you might want to look into the companion dog training smart device. But when they say that they use sensors to reinforce good habits, I'm assuming it's not like a shock collar because that would not be a good habit if they did something wrong. Yeah. So... Maybe it just has a little vibration that's pleasing when they fetch or when they sit. Or it has a little, a little arm that sticks out of the device so that you know, it'll sort of rub the, the, the dog's head when it does something good. And says, 
good dog. Yeah. Who's a good dog? Uh-huh. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. I don't know. We'll find out. If you notice a change of language the next time you add a show in Apple Podcasts, you won't be alone. Pod News and 9to5Mac report that Apple is changing the option to subscribe to a podcast to follow as of iOS 14.5 and its iPadOS counterpart. While Apple hasn't explained the change, it's likely a simple matter of perception. A lot of people say that subscribe implies that you're paying for a recurring cost and that it might put off new listeners who might not yet realize that most podcasts, including the Into Tomorrow podcast, are free. Um, Apple isn't However, f- not all tech show podcasts are free. Right. There are some that have the nerve to charge people for their podcasts. We don't. Yeah. Now, Apple isn't the first to use the follow language. Spotify, Amazon, and Stitcher already do. However, Apple's move may make a significant impact on podcast uptake. So what you're saying is we should no longer be saying subscribe to our free podcast because subscribe has a connotation of maybe costing, even if we follow it with free. We should be saying follow our podcast. Well, apparently this is what uh, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and Stitcher think. Oh, gee. Can we say subscribe and follow our free podcast? That won't cost you anything. Right. (laughs) Wouldn't that kind of wrap everything up in a nice little bow? Uh, Because I don't want to do it just because Apple says. Georgia in Atlanta, Georgia. I love that. Listens on AM 920, The Answer. Hello, Georgia. Welcome into tomorrow. Hi, Dave. I'm frustrated by not being given an icon for the option to print articles online any longer. Why am I no longer able to print so easily? Well, believe it or not, Georgia, there are two big reasons. The first one is that printing is just not very popular anymore, for the most part. Fewer people browse with computers, and fewer people still have printers even at home. If you ever go to a show where people can buy tickets online, you'll see just how many phones get scanned at the door. The same goes for airlines and boarding passes or trains, for that matter, or even coupons at shops. People just typically don't print much anymore because they don't need to. The other reason, though, is the main one. It's hard to provide those buttons, believe it or not. Yeah, in the old days, uh, websites were extremely simple. That's Um, (laughs) the old days. (laughs) The old days. Uh, They all had the same uh, basic markup and were optimized for roughly the same resolution. So printing was pretty much adapting one look to a printed page format and moving on. Modern websites are very complex. They typically use uh, CSS or front-end frameworks to style what the user sees and how they see it. And by the way, CSS is cascading style sheets, if you care. But Basically, this is a fancy way to say that these websites are made so that you can look at the site on your computer and on your phone and on your tablet and be able to see it on all those places. And, And that the site can determine what kind of device you're on to offer up the best look for that site. Ours is the same way. Yeah. Things are, are hidden in the background. Pages are made responsive to adapt to both small phones and large widescreen monitors, and they rearrange themselves to fit a different resolution, and different browsers need to be taken into account to ensure that everything always looks the way it should. Now, adapting a page like that to a printed version would mean more custom CSS, and it would mean both catering to the different browsers in the market and staying on top of updates so the page always prints like it should. That sounds like a, a whole lot of thing, but it's it's things that like web developers have to worry about. Now, that means a lot of work and a lot of cost, but most importantly, it means that an end user of a CMS or content management system like WordPress or Drupal can't do it. Now, those are the services that many companies use, including Mm -hmm. us, to do the websites. Um, They need to hire programmers to build the printing logic and just keep it working, which in the vast majority of cases is just not worth it. That's true because, Georgia, most people 
aren't looking to print the page. Now, granted, if you want to print a coupon from a page or a picture from a page or a section of a page, you can use a snipping tool. Tool or what I've done and, and works in, in a lot of cases is, uh, you know, I've had to print an article for what we've done in tech news and I want to bring a printed page and you know, copy it and paste it into a Word doc or a Google oh, doc okay. or any kind and of spreadsheet. Print that. Yeah, any yeah. kind of word processing doc and print that. Sometimes that will work as well. Or sometimes if you hit control P, it'll bring up a print menu and it may or may not, again, depending on how the site is laid out, allow you to print that page. But a lot of times it's going to be a lot more information and it's going to print five or six pages and probably out of order and weird and just uh, it's just not very feasible anymore. You know, and, so, and somehow that reminded me of, uh, you know, about 10 or 11 years ago when your when your mom passed away, and we were going through her stuff and she, we found like six boxes. Oh. Apparently she had printed every single email anybody ever mm-hmm. sent her. I know. <laughs> God love her. <laughs> but I don't know why she felt compelled to always print everybody's emails. But she did. And she kept them all. <laughs> and she did. Kept kept them all. Boxes and boxes of emails. And wow. It was very strange. Of course, she was using that web TV. Web TV. Which was, is that still around? I don't, I think, don't think so. so. Nobody would use it. It was kind of like an early Chromebook in a sense. Because you couldn't do much else with it except surf the web, check email, that kind of stuff. On, on your TV. On your TV. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But she did have a printer. And boy, did she use it mm-hmm. for every email. <laughs> I could see if it was just coupons or something. Mom, why do you print everything? Oh, because I want to keep it. It's there. It's in, back then they weren't calling it the cloud, but it's in the system. (laughs) And don't worry. No, no, no. I I don't want to lose any of it. Well, she didn't lose any of it. Intotomorrow.com. Let's meet there, shall we? you're stuck with slow internet because of where you live think again do what we did and order HughesNet, america's number one choice for satellite internet HughesNet delivers the speed you need with the data you want and is available where you live own a business HughesNet has plans for you too text radio to 35,000 for offers in your area that's radio to 35,000 HughesNet, high-speed internet available where you live or work Is your bathroom looking old and worn out? Want to update it, but you don't know where to start? Then let VCI Bath & Shower show you how to turn that old bath into an aisle of beauty and functionality. Our residential bathroom solutions provide the best value on the market, and our customer service is second to none. Our cost-effective VCI Bath & Shower family of products has what you need. Remodeling our bathroom was a big decision for us. They didn't make a mess out of our house at all. And at the end of the day, we had a beautiful new bathroom. And it was a great experience the whole way through. We have the best monthly payment programs in the industry, with payments as low as $68 per month, or no interest, no payments for 18 months. That's right. Get the bathroom of your dreams now and pay for it in 2021. Call 1-800-694-7153 for a no-obligation price quote. That's 1-800-694-7153. When you want quality bathroom products at a great price, it's got to be BCI Bath & Shower. Call 1-800-694-7153. It's Into Tomorrow. See, my voice still cracking. Sorry for the weekend of Friday, March 12th, 2021. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. One of the keys to good health is a good night's sleep. 
but many people suffer from sleep apnea, Chris, and don't even know it. Well, you do because you have a CPAP. With this week's Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute brought to you by Dexcom, here's Alfred Poor. Thanks, Dave. Sleep is one of the most overlooked health factors. Lack of sleep quality can lead to all sorts of complications, including high blood pressure, heart disease, and diabetes. Now, one common cause is sleep apnea, in which your breathing is interrupted, which in turn disrupts your sleep. The gold standard for diagnosis is to spend the night in a sleep clinic, hooked up to wires under the watchful eye of a technician. But this can be uncomfortable and inconvenient, which is part of the reason why many people don't want to get tested. The pandemic lockdown has only made this worse. The Vivo score system uses a smart ring that pairs with an app on your smartphone and sends data about heart rate, pulse ox, and sleep apnea events to the cloud for processing and analysis. Then trains physicians, screen the results, and put the patient in touch with a dentist who will create a personalized oral device designed to keep breathing passages open during sleep. The result is a test that you can take while sleeping in your own bed without having to travel to a sleep lab. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Alfred Poor. Back to you, Dave. Thank you, Alfred. Our attorneys called during the uh, report there and said, uh, talking about Chris having uh, sleep apnea and on a CPAP is probably a HIPAA violation. So uh, don't tell anyone that. Right. So I'm not telling anyone that. Okay, good. All right. Uh, but the Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute is brought to you by Dexcom. Make knowledge your superpower. For managing type 1 diabetes, visit Dexcom.com. That's D-E-X-C-O-M. Dot com. And it's funny because he talked about how these uh, sleep studies you know, can sometimes be uncomfortable, and that couldn't be more true because I remember walking into this place. It was like a hospital room that they tried to make look like a hotel room, not very successfully. No. And the guy was like, okay, well, now just – they hooked me up to all the machines. Okay, now just do what you normally do at night and, you know, and, and go to sleep. I said, okay, well, then I'm going to need a big bowl of chocolate chip ice cream and a bag of Doritos <laughs> <laughs> as I lay here in bed and watch TV. But, nice. But yeah, it was a pain. Yeah. So maybe the thing that Alfred was recommending would have been very helpful to you. But you already know you have it, so yeah. you're on a CPAP. Yeah. Which I can't tell anybody. Right. Don't tell you that. That's a HIPAA that. violation. Right. Intotomorrow.com. Would you meet me there? Thanks. This is an important announcement for anyone who wants health insurance, even if you miss the deadline. Right now, you can get the health insurance you and your family need from top insurance providers, even if you have pre-existing conditions or no insurance at all. The Plus Benefits Health Insurance toll-free number has been extended to help anyone who wants health insurance coverage now, or if you need a better plan or a lower price. Call Plus Benefits Health Insurance now at 800-332-1993. The call is 100% free and the help is real. Call 800-332-1993. That's 800-332-1993. Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline, now in our 26th year on the air, covering the latest in consumer tech, including gadgets and gizmos, products and services, all sorts of cool things available today and into tomorrow. And we're delighted that you not only tune in, but even more delighted when you call in and you participate 
on the program. You've got a consumer tech question of any sort, or you want to help another listener. We love those kinds of calls, too. Maybe you just want to share with us your favorite app these days and why. Whatever the case, we want to hear from you anytime, 24-7. The best way is the audio option on the free Into Tomorrow app, which I know you already have on your phone and tablet. But if not, please be sure and snag it. Search those two words in your favorite app store, Into Tomorrow. Or you can call the old-fashioned way. Works toll-free anywhere in North America, 800-899-INTO. 1-800-899-4686. Our next guest joins us from one of the oldest high-tech market research companies in Silicon Valley. And he writes regularly, always love his articles. They pop out at you about tech industry's impact on such things as the PC and the consumer electronics markets. We just don't have them on as often as I'd like. The president of Creative Strategies is Tim Beharin. Tim, welcome back into tomorrow. How are you, sir? And Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Yes, I look forward to chatting with you all the time. And of course, cross, crossing paths with you once in a while when we're out when we were out yeah. <laughs> in the past. <laughs> yeah, and we would run across each other literally around the world back in the good old days when we could travel yeah. and, uh, and haven't done that. And, of course, you know, dealing uh, in the next week with uh, the uh, the our 26th CES, first time virtual only, but certainly we're doing all we can to cover it, as <laughs> I'm sure you are as well. Um, and it's just a whole different world these days, is it not? <laughs> It really is. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the la- the latest article that certainly grabbed our attention, and I said, oh, man, we got to get Tim back on the show and talk about that. Five tech concerns for 2021. So now that we're in 2021, I certainly want to get your handle on where you think we're headed into tomorrow and, and what are the kinds of things that really jumped out at you? Well, uh, as I look forward to the next year, um, I mean, 2020 itself, of course, was a very difficult year for everybody, even in the tech sector. But we did have some bright spots. I mean, working from home has become more mainstream. Uh, the whole video conferencing thing took off after years and years of us trying to, all of us in the industry who were involved with video conferencing, wanting that to really become mainstream. Yeah, in fact, good, good point that you bring up in your article is is basically, who ever heard of Zoom before last year, you know? yeah. and now yeah. now you can't not hear about it, <laughs> right? Yeah. But the, but the fact is, twenty twenty one is an interesting new year for tech because I do think, as I pointed out in my Forbes column this week, that there are some challenges or concerns that I have going into this year for tech. And, and again, there there's four or five I'll quickly go into, but. The first one is the the whole increased regulatory challenges that you're going to have against big tech. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Republicans and the Democrats both have been on kind of a war path as far as trying to pull in what they call uh, potential monopolies of big tech, as well as trying to regulate them. And you have, of course, this current antitrust suit that's pending for Facebook, and you're going to see others, I think. And while in the last, in the past, tech has been on their, on their radar, this is the first time I think it's elevated to the space where it really looks like we're going to see some potential regulatory action. 
Oh, so, so you, you do think that that's going to happen, hopefully. I mean, for the rest of us and anti-social media, uh, I think a lot of us think, my gosh, they got to be regulated or at least broke up a couple of their various and sundry billion-dollar divisions or something. Yeah, although I point out that I don't believe Congress will do it. I think this will come as a result of more research that will be done by the FTC, the SEC, and possibly even the, the, the Department of Justice. Uh-huh. Um, but... There is a, the second thing I'd point out is there is a new regulatory threat to uh, the companies in Europe that is really interesting because they could soon face fines and stricter controls over their, over their behavior as part of a sweeping new rules in the EU. Uh, I think it's been about a month ago, the EU Commission, which is the executive arm of the EU, presented two new pieces of legislation that will affect how big tech operates. One of the potential changes that's really interesting is putting an end to self-preferencing. So, for example, in an app search, if results for an Apple product display options developed by the tech giant come first, um, they could literally be forced to take that out of the process, and failure to comply would be, and listen to this, failure to comply could result in fines us highest 10% of the company's annual turnover worldwide. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and you talk and, about a company like Apple, or, or, or for that matter, Google or Facebook or a lot of these big companies, that's a hefty amount of money. Yeah, and that's just the EU. Now, yeah. whether that legislation gets passed, I don't know. But I suspect that the U.S. will take similar look at that these new EU rules and see if they, they, could, they could find a way to apply it. Here. Well, Tim, do you think that the EU has, in some cases over the last few years, maybe gone a little overboard? I mean, from a privacy standpoint, great for consumers, but sometimes as tech folk that we are, we look at it and say, well, they're really stifling competition, it seems, in some cases. Now, granted, they do need to rein in some of these big companies, but you have to wonder... You know, gee, why aren't we doing that here in the U.S.? Well, because, you know, we, we are hopefully uh, encouraging competition, but they seem to be stifling a whole lot. Well, it is, and that's also potential stifling innovation. Yeah, of course. And it is something that I do believe the EU has gone overboard on some issues, but some of them are legit. However, this new um, threat to them, a threat from the EU to companies like, especially like Facebook and Apple and, and Google, mm-hmm. uh, could be really interesting, and we're watching that closely. And that could come to a head sometime in 2021. Wow! The next thing I bring out is this new, this whole cybersecurity breach that came out of the um, uh, social wind. Or what did it go? Social winds, or what was it? Fire. Anyway, the, the the most recent one, where it looks like the Russians have attacked. Um, not only tech companies, but government agencies, etc. Mm-hmm. And I pointed out that, you know, Robert Hackett in his data sheet column predicts a digital pandemic next year with potential gigantic security breaches of, of, of what we don't even know at this point. And um, given the fact that it does appear that this came from Russia, uh, we know that Russia has multiple multiple motives to try to so discord and problems in the U.S. as they have for decades. Sure. And now they have a new weapon with this type of cybersecurity breach. 
So you see so a possible a pan, pandemic this year in 2021 now of, uh, of tech, which is kind of challenging and scary in and of itself. Although people are saying, well, that's better than the pandemic we've been dealing with this uh, for the past year. But uh, it's not good for even us as consumers. That can't be a good thing. No, because we don't, again, we don't know how deep they have been able to penetrate things, for example, such as our electric grid. Mm. But imagine, you know, if they, if, if part of this breach of security allowed Russia to take control of our electric grid, and we would be out, certain parts of this country could be out of power for weeks, let's oh, say. Jeez. I mean, you're talking about a totally different type of, and that's why Hack, um, Robert Hackett of Fortune uses the term digital pandemic because we just don't know how large the cyber attack is and, more importantly, how deep they've gotten in. So I consider that a very big concern for 2021. Oh, for sure. And and what we don't know uh, can probably scare us even more because who knows how many cyber attacks, whether it be from Russia or domestically or from China what or Iran, whatever, how many have been stopped up to this point? And, you know, we don't talk, of course, a lot about those things because most companies or power grids or governments don't want you to know in many cases that they were able to stop something because then, you know, it's better left unsaid, I guess. Yeah, we're on the job. We're we're secure. Everything's okay. But you you bring up a good point between the power grid. I mean, let alone we all personally worry about our banking and right. Get into the financial market. (laughs) Yeah. Gee, I mean, it is scary when you talk about what can happen. And now then people, I'm I'm assuming a lot of our audience listening to now is saying, well, who's responsible for that? Is it the government? Is it the private companies? Is it our banks, you know, that should be protecting us? And I guess it's all of the above, but we also have to take an effort, too. Yeah, I mean, we all have to deal with our own protection of personal privacy, but boy, this goes way beyond stuff that's in our personal control. Tim, if you'll allow me to interrupt real quick, we're going to pay a couple of bills, come right back and talk more with Tim Beharin, the president of Creative Strategies at creativestrategies.com as Into Tomorrow continues. Don't go away. You don't need to be tech-savvy to record and publish your own podcast, but we're guessing listeners of Into Tomorrow would pick it up easily. And it's also less costly than you might imagine. Plans start at just $12 a month. Go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com to start your free trial. Welcome back as Into Tomorrow continues for our new year broadcast, now our 26th year on the air. We're talking with the president of Creative Strategies, Tim Beharin. The other thing that I bring out, a couple others, uh, but the one last one I want to leave you with is our very concern about the fact that China is, and China now has Taiwan on their radar, more so than in the past. As you know, China has always believed that Taiwan was a part of China. Yeah. And has allowed them to stay basically neutral and independent. But because of what happened in Hong Kong recently, there's real concern by my friends who I deal with in Taiwan, and these are high-level business execs, that China could make a move on trying to, quote-unquote, nationalize Taiwan. Oh. 
And, and, you, and you and I, having both been in Taiwan many times, oh, yeah. because there's a lot of tech emanating from there, too, and touring factories and whatnot, that can't be good for the industry that we cover, let alone the people. Well, especially if China exerts control. Yeah. Now, they could, they could do what they've done in China in the sense where they try to, to take over and protect its borders and make it a part of the Chinese quote-unquote, leader or, or uh, property. But, you know, in Hong Kong, they're, they're, not, they're not stifling what's going on with at least innovation at the moment. Hmm. They are trying to go after some of the big companies that are, are also in, in China but also have big businesses in Hong Kong as far as regulation. But where this concerns me from Taiwan's standpoint is that, as you know, the majority of stuff we get created for us comes from the big players like Foxconn, who makes Apple computers. I mean, uh, Apple's iPhone and actually Apple's computers. Yeah. Or, or, uh, Quant, excuse me, Quanta or, um, Comtel. All of these big manufacturers, as well as, um, uh, one of the biggest semiconductor companies in the world, TSMC, is based in Taiwan. Oh, that's right, yeah. And, they and, and their products go into a lot of other products that we all buy. Yeah, billions of them. Yeah. And if China ever could be in a position where they had full control of that, the impact on our supply chain could be significant in the future. Oh. So that's why we're watching that as a political thing. Now, we don't know how fast China might move. Um, we just know that the Taiwanese execs I talk to are telling me that this is the first time in their lives that they are really concerned about China, and potentially China moving to nationalize Taiwan. Wow. And do you, and do, are these execs saying things off the record to you? Like, you know, we're looking to move to South Korea, maybe, or we're, you know, the, the Philippines or something. I mean, somewhere in the vicinity, I guess, stay in Asia, uh, or move here to the U.S. I mean, is there any of that kind of talk? Well, going they on? are, first of all, they, they already are concerned, have been concerned about this for a long time. So they're already starting to move their actual manufacturing, at least a significant part of manufacturing over to places like, Vietnam and uh, mm. Malaysia and uh, other regions in the Pacific, uh, sorry, excuse me, in, in uh, Southeast Asia, um, some have even moved into India and a couple have moved into Mexico. Oh, wow. Uh, but having said that, it, it, you still have concerns, uh, even though they, they, the Taiwanese ODMs, let's say, the guys that make the products, who create all of the the actual intellectual property in Taiwan, but it's actually made in China, they've already started to move some of that away, but they can't move all of it. That's the problem. Yeah. And, 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 and like it I would said, become it become really obvious to the Chinese government if they up and pack up and, and go elsewhere, and then they'll try to stop that because now they're concerned that it's affecting their whole economy. Yeah, they could. Yeah. The good news is we don't see that happening yet. Right, and they're doing uh, it, I, I hope, said, quietly and, and yet swiftly. As necessary. Yeah, like I said, I only brought up in this particular column a concern for 2021 being that we're seeing more interest in China to move in on Taiwan. Mm. And again, we don't know what that might mean, but the whole concept of if China nationalized Taiwan presents a whole separate big issue 
for especially those of us who deal with Taiwan as a part of our supply chain. Yeah. And if you look underneath most electronics, it's going to say, in many cases, made in China or made in Taiwan, uh, maybe some made in Korea. But for the vast majority, it's China and Taiwan. So think about how the, the tech industry, as you mentioned, Tim, the supply chain, but us just as consumers can be affected with rising costs, assuming we can even get the products that we want. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. As always, you're a delight to talk with. Uh, It's kind of scary, the kinds of things sometimes that you do come up with, but it's stuff that we do need to pay attention to. Uh, I invite our audience, when you get a chance, check out uh, Tim's latest Forbes article, Five Tech Concerns for This Year, 2021, and you'll find it fascinating like we did. And, of course, check out creativestrategies.com. We'll link you there, too, when you hit us up at intotomorrow.com. And that's uh, Tim's site, and you'll see what he and his team are up to on a regular basis. Tim Beharin, president of Creative Strategies. Keep strategizing, and let's stay in touch and get you on more frequently. And we'll virtually meet up again during CES. Very, very good, Dave. Thanks a lot. My pleasure. Again, creativestrategies.com for more. I'm Dave Graveline. We continue bringing you further into tomorrow in this new year, right here on the Advanced Media Network. Now you can make your home look great and save money. Right now, when you call Renewal by Anderson, you can buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, you get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Upgrade your home. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty are even included. And the Renewal by Anderson certified retailers take every safety precaution to protect you and your family. Hey, for 25 years... People have trusted Renewal by Anderson for their window replacement needs, and you can too. So call right now. Don't wait. Learn how to get your free window when you buy four. 800-296-1440. 800-296-1440. Again, that's 800-296-1440. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived to paid in full within 12 months. Other conditions apply. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details. into tomorrow. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for calling in and participating. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Blueberry, the most flexible tools in podcasting. Go to Blueberry.com and claim your free trial. That's Blueberry without the E's. B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. Uh, We went to Blueberry. That's who's hosting our Into Tomorrow podcast now. So check it out. There's all kinds. And if you want to start your own podcast, they are the ones to do it with. When you call in and we get to hear you either using our free app or the 800 number that Chris will give you in a moment, you can win fabulous prizes. In fact, you automatically win when we get to hear you. And we do want to hear you. It's so easy to participate. You win some pretty cool stuff like from TurboTax. You've got online codes good for any of their products to help you file your income tax fast and easily. Yep. And it's federal and state. As a matter of fact, if you need it, we don't here in Florida. <laughs> from Jabra, we've got Elite Active 75T True Wireless Earbuds. Get this in several different colors available. From Pet Peanut, this is a fun new way to manage your tech rage. You've yeah. got several of them to send out. You've heard of Pet Rock? Well, this is Pet Peanut, and you can squeeze them like crazy. 
and helps with your tech rage. And he's very cute. You get to adopt him and everything. From Benji Lock, fingerprint bike lock. Allows you to secure your bike with just a finger. From LFO, infrared e-therm ear and forehead thermometers for babies, infants, and adults. Again, babies and infants are the same. So let's say babies, kids, and adults. There you go. All right. From Alarm, Fitbit Versa 3 to use with their Alarm system so you know you're sick before you know you're sick. It has some pretty cool algorithms. And while we say no promises, no guarantees, mention a couple of those items that would be most helpful to you, especially with tax season. If you need a TurboTax code, get in there and ask for one. We'll do our best to get one of those to you. And if you want more information on our prizes, subscribe to our free tech newsletter. You can do that at our site by putting your email address in the red box because we have lists of those prizes with links to their websites. And tips, too. Like with so many people still working and schooling from home, there's been a big need for tech to help with scanning, saving, and sharing documents. And our friends at PC Mag tested Verizon's new 4G and found that it beats 5G big time. Whoa. So we'll share their findings with you in this week's Into Tomorrow Tech Newsletter. And you sign up at Into to tomorrow.com.